everybody. Welcome back to episode 71 of Talk of Fame podcast with your host, Kylie Lunds with me. I'm so excited to have on art and an interviewer, Victoria G. Thanks so much for coming on, Victoria. Thank you, Kylie. Of course. So you're an interviewer. What made you want to start doing that and being in this industry? Well, I've always like really enjoyed watching interviews of celebrities that I like and also reading them mm-hmm. when I was younger. And I always thought, I wonder how I could become part of that somehow but like what would be the right way to go about it kind of thing (laughs) and I just kind of started by friending celebrities on Facebook (laughs) and hoping they would friend me back and some actually did and I would kind of dm them saying that I want to get into interviewing can um were were they willing kind of thing Mm -hmm. and I ended up getting a pretty good response with that and then I ended up taking a pretty long break because I genuinely just couldn't find anybody who was willing to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was also before I discovered the wonders of IMDb Pro and all the information right there. Like, okay, so this is like a little holy grail of like information yeah. here. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's great. It's like, okay, so I made a little membership with them. And then after that, I started really doing well. And now I have a bunch of people who are still waiting to get theirs published. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Like, did you ever, like, as like, I grew up, I used to, like, I literally asked questions to my parents to see who knew me better. So I kind of knew that I was, we had, like, journalism in my genes, but I didn't realize until, like, a year later that I was like, oh, this is something I should do. But, like, like, did you basically always know you basically wanted to be, like, a little journalist in the human industry? Is it something that kind of popped up for you? Um, for me, like, like artist was always kind of first and yeah. being industry was always first, but mm-hmm. the interviewer aspect was something that I was always kind of like nervous about at first, because if I get nervous, I'll, I'll like stutter and stuff. If I get like kind of nervous or whatever. So yeah. I got kind of like self-conscious and then I thought, well, there is like another format that I could try, which is through typing. But then it turned from me being kind of nervous and shy to people actually like this format a lot because it's very simple for them. It's easy. They don't have to really give me too much of their time, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm not up there with all the big wigs. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I like I was actually a very shy girl too. So like I was always like self-conscious about it as well. I was like, how is a very shy girl supposed to do supposed to do a podcast? That's not possible for right. a girl like me to do. And I was like, God, like, what's what am I gonna do? I'm bored, and like, quarantine's really messing me up. I'm tired of watching <laughs> every single day, all day long. And I'm like, well, I might as well just do it. What what's like what's lose? You know what I mean? And I was like, yeah. okay, well. I'll start this, and it's very hard to get people on. It really is to get people to interview. It is, for sure. I mean, especially if you think you can get, like, an A-lister, and you keep bothering them, but you realize that you're, like, really small, right? So what A-lister is going to want to talk to me, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. It's so in 2021, you got to be part of, like, a short film called Noise. What was your experience filming that? Well, um, at first it started off as a school project for my final for my associate's degree before I started going into my into my bachelor's. And a lot of people would think, okay, so it, it, it's a school project. You don't have to try so hard, right? Yeah. 
but I really thought, you know, if I really try and I really focus, I could like put it into film festivals and it could look really good. Mm -hmm. So I ended up really trying. It took a lot of um, syrup. A lot of chocolate syrup was all over the floor because if you've watched it, you'll see how it ends. And that that's not fake blood. I actually used Hershey's syrup. And that took me about 40 minutes to clean that up before my mom got home from work. So that way she wouldn't see all the mess everywhere. <laughs> and, and the whole floor was all sticky and stuff. But besides the mess factor, I thought it was a really good experience that I had, you know. It gave me a lot of confidence showing that I understand everything that I've learned in school thus far. Mm -hmm. And I got an A on it too, so. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little plus for you and everything. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. And, and then when I put it into film festivals after that, it made me feel really confident that, you know, maybe filmmaking is something else that I'm good at, okay. <laughs> exactly, like did you, like did he ever accept it? Like did a short film or whatever, or no? Yeah, I actually submitted it to quite a few. I'm still waiting to hear back from a good amount of them, but I. I've been selected for, let me think, what was the number? I think it was over 30 times already. Oh, wow, I've, that's awesome. So, yeah. So, yeah, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so for you, what is the hardest part about being an interviewer in the industry for you? Um, initially, it was lack of connections because yeah. I was coming into it just like some little college kid not knowing what I'm doing. And then when you kind of connect with the right people, who are part of smaller agencies, you develop a nice relationship with them and then they give you their clients and then you go to sister companies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So initially it was the lack of connections. And then now that I would say I have a good amount of connections, now it's just keeping it consistent. Because yeah. I have this thing where if I go too long without posting one, I, I start to feel like like guilty, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm the same exact way. If I'm like, if I don't post a specific amount of time, I'm like, I need help. I need to post this as soon as possible. Yeah, because a lot of it is like, it's not just for us. Someone else is also wanting this posted. Yeah. So we're doing it for ourselves, also for them and for their family, for, for their team. And mm -hmm. if I don't post it, all those people don't get to see it. So I start to feel bad. So um, mm -hmm. at least once a day is when I try to post one. But if I genuinely don't have one to post, then I can't post something, right? So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, Every time I ha don't have anything to post, I'm like, well, like, I need something to post. Like, hello, and your message. Like, I usually <laughs> send out, like, dozens of messages, like, every single day. Follow-ups are, like, the best part, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. It really is. So, um, do you have anyone that you look up to as an interviewer or in general, do you have anyone that you look up to? Well, there was a lot of people that I grew up watching, like uh, Barbara Walters, Oprah mm -hmm. Winfrey, you know, yeah. just to name couple of the classic favorites you know because I, I I think like when it comes to interviewing a lot of it's like having a, a particular style yeah and every interviewer is going to have their style are they more about like fun little questions do they just talk about the person's work do they get very personal with them I think everyone has their own style yeah so I kind of look at the styles that I like and I take a little bit of each thing and I make my own little format <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to way I think myself like, oh, I like what this person's doing. I should really kind of get the idea of what they're doing and try to put it in my work to see how much it changes and makes an impact. But oh, yeah, um, exactly. sure. Yeah, and you are the owner of Toast, the Arts, and Ends. What made you kind of want to start doing that? Well, 
I was always like interested in getting into the industry for like working for a studio. Yeah. But while I wait to get in there, I thought, well, I could kind of start my own little business that provides artistic services. That's kind of like a studio. And with that, I was able to do my short film. I had that stamped on it, which makes it look really good for film festivals. Also, if you have some kind of a studio attached, even yeah. though it's my own. <laughs> And um, I did it also for my uh, cousin and I. We actually used to have a little YouTube channel called Cousin's Corner. So with that, I also produce, I guess you could say, the videos with my company. And I did some like little freelance work. I've done like little logos for people and, and little freelance jobs like that. So it's a very small company, <laughs> but I'm hoping that it gets bigger. And then the pipe dream is that I kind of team up with like like a Nickelodeon or something yeah but kind of like that's what, like a um, dream of mine I was like I want to be working with Nickelodeon someday yeah for sure I mean that that's my childhood right there you know oh, yeah, same here like my whole childhood is like Nickelodeon like Disney Channel oh yeah yeah for sure and, and I think that was like our generation for sure if yeah. we're all just about those nice little sitcoms and stuff and mm -hmm. I will admit I still watch Spongebob and things so I haven't grown up I watch Spongebob on the daily. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like there are certain shows you just don't grow out of, right? Because it's, mm -hmm. it's a classic. And if it's still funny, then what's the shame of still watching it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so if you could in interview anyone in Tim industry, who would it be? Well, if anyone knows me, there's like a very extensively long checklist on my computer. I have a whole Word document. Yeah, me too. Who are like unobtainable? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I try anyway. Oh yeah, I mean it's like you have like all the George Clooney's on there, and you check yeah. them off, but you have to keep ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I get. I said like Dima's like every week saying, "Can they come on, please? Like, come on." <laughs> and it's like it, it it is difficult because we are small, right? So yeah. we want people to kind of give us a shot, but yet. Can we be taken all that seriously? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, can you take us seriously? Like, help us out here? <laughs> but if I had to, like, name a few people, I would say, uh, like, Julianne Moore, um, Amy Adams, uh, Willem Dafoe. I almost got Rob Pattinson when he was promoting Batman. Really? I say almost because I was in contact with Warner Brothers and it was looking really good, but then it didn't happen. <laughs> but I was this close, this close. But I'm not going to give up on that one just yet. So whenever he does another movie, I will be back. <laughs> and right now I'm currently trying to get um, David Cronenberg for his new movie coming out in a couple months. So hopefully that happens. So yeah, those are some big and yeah. I remember a time where, like, I remember I said, I'm a huge Gina Davis fan. So I was mm -hmm. like, I'll send an email to, like, whatever, her people, whatever, and see, just take a shot at it again. And I was like, let's shoot an email. And this was, like, last year, like, last year. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'll send an email. And then maybe a couple minutes later, I got an email saying, hi, like, have some links to your podcast or whatever. And I said, and I felt very confident. I'm like, this is my time. I'm, I'm, she's going to come on now. I finally got email back. And I never got an email back after that. So I'm, oh, like, no. I'm like, are you really kidding me? You really got my hopes up? Like, are you kidding me? This is what I learned. You have to be extra annoying. Yeah. You have to 
constantly bug them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hello, like, are you guys still interested or what are you guys doing? I mean, and I think a lot of times people will say things to be nice, right? Yeah. But you be sure that it's like really going to happen. So you just have to keep being ultra pushy, but yet not so pushy where it's rude, but yet pushy enough where they can tell how passionate you are about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just to push yourself to know that you're very passionate. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, the whole thing is like trying to find a fine line of it, I think, and trying to figure yeah. out, you know, how much do you push before you really annoy somebody. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think I'm like, I want to have this person on, but I don't want to keep annoying them. Like, hey, can I have Gina on again? Like, can I please have them on for a million yeah. times this month? Like, <laughs> like I just want to know. Like, give me a number. Give me, like, a little timeline on what's going to happen. <laughs> just, just, just one question, you know? <laughs> yeah, just one question. question. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter like, five minutes. This, give me five minutes, and then I'll be out of your way. This, I'll be done. Yeah, it's so simple. Just, yeah. just give them to us, you know? <laughs> yeah, just give them to us. Like, come on. And so, so since quarantine started back in 2020, how much do you think has changed in terms of, like, interviewing since the pandemic started? Well, when the pandemic started, I felt really nervous about, like, reaching out because I didn't want to look insensitive I guess would be the right word like okay yeah. the whole world is literally falling apart the last thing I should care about is interviewing <laughs> yeah exactly so, but yet the whole idea keeps me sane and shows me some kind of normalcy I'm all about having some kind of normalcy whenever the world is exploding <laughs> yeah and even if that is just talking to some people and I was I think it took like like two months off during the first three months of uh, quarantine because I was thinking, I, I don't want to reach out and then what if people are kind of going through it right now or something? Yeah. So I kind of waited it out. I was stalking other outlets, both big and small, and seeing it, hey, if they're continuing on, then I feel that it's appropriate if I do as well. Yeah. And then I think it was, um, I want to say it was in April 2020. And I ended up actually getting contacted by one of the agencies that I have a good relationship with and they gave me this this one kid he's an actor and I'm like okay so if I'm getting people that means we're all still working so I feel confident that I could keep this going so I interviewed that one actor and then I continued on after that and yeah. I don't think I really stopped I think I probably did it consistently like one a day for a good while. I, I don't think I took like a whole week off during 2020. And if I did, it was like to post some drawings or something. That way yeah. people don't think that I'm dead, you know, that I'm constantly posting stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, there was never like a time where I was like, I never stopped. There's always episodes that come out like every week if I have fine guests. But there's yeah. really a time where I basically took, like last year, I basically took like a whole summer off. I was like, this, you must need a break. I mean, I post about like one or two episodes during the summer, but I was like, I've been doing interviews so much. I think I need a break and just kind of lay low a little bit and just do months, like, summer's ending, I'll catch back up on it. And just kind of relax and chill. And now yeah. ever since school, like, school started, I'm basically doing interviews every week, mostly every day, mostly, depending on the yeah. schedule. And, like, it's stressful. It really can be. It's, like, you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out, like, what to, like, maintain your schedule. Like, time for interviews your family and all of these things you're doing it's really kind of complicated it's just what it kind of balance all these things 
Oh yeah, for sure. And I mean, and I think with the COVID, I mean, a lot of people weren't really sure how do you continue being a journalist, right? Yeah. So the way I've always done it was like so, so it was a lot of social distancing anyway. So I didn't really have to change a format. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I did like online school before. I still do online school today, but like I was doing online for COVID started. So it wasn't really new to me in terms of like schooling, I'll say. But like, it's plus like I had so much time during the day. I'm like, I need something to do during the day. Like this something I could really use as like a little hobby or something. And mm-hmm. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't think I would take this, like, this podcast this far. And yeah. like, like a year later, I'm like, how is this many people already on the podcast? Like 71 <laughs> people? Like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> it, like it's really, it's, a, it's like a dream. Like a dream that you never thought of. It really does. That's very true. That's a very good point, I think. And also, I mean, I, I think with a lot of it too, the way how the world has changed so much, the format of Zoom has just really skyrocketed, not just for schooling, but even for the whole press world as well, yeah. if you think about it. I mean, if a celebrity doesn't have to leave their house, that right there is great for them too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This big, oh, I'm just gonna do like a 20 minute Zoom meeting. This, we're like yeah. this night, like a nice shirt, random pants, and then get changed after, it doesn't matter. Oh yeah, exactly. And so the final question for the interview is, what is some advice for younger generations that like to do a little interviewer one day? Uh, well, I, I still think I'm like really small and like young, but yeah. <laughs> for those that are smaller and younger than me, <laughs> um, probably to really just constantly watch interviews first. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you like the actor or not, just watch everyone's interview and observe what kind of questions they're getting asked and really look at how they answer it. Because there are certain questions that I'm sure they're just tired of being asked all the time too. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's like a press junket, they're getting asked the same thing 20 plus times. Mm-hmm. So if you want yourself and your interview to stand out, you have to think of things that maybe they're not getting asked all the time. I mean, it's such a simple question, but the first thing I always ask is what inspired, whatever um, inspires someone to become a singer, actor, whatever it is, because it's such a simple question, but a lot of people, they don't ask that, which you have to do. This could be someone's first interview and and, and they want to learn what inspired this person to pursue this. There's so many career choices. So why did you pick that? So, you know, and the reason could be a simple little one sentence or I've gotten paragraphs back you know Mm -hmm. so it really depends on someone's style for how they type and in my case for how they type or like in your case for how they talk like I have a tendency to repeat a lot (laughs) that's exactly I always yeah Yeah, and then like with um rapid fire questions is something I always knew that I wanted to add when I knew I was going to do this because I've always thought it's kind of fun and it breaks up the whole uh, monotony of oh, an interview yeah. too. Because you ask all these serious questions and then you ask a few little fun ones and people know like this little random trivia about you. So mm-hmm. the biggest advice, watch interviews until your eyes get tired. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, you know, burn out your eyes because you need them, but you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> watch the interviews really study what people are asking and if you genuinely love this industry and you 
respect this industry and you respect the people in it, you know, really think about what you're going to ask because you don't want to put them in a position where they're uncomfortable. You know, you don't want to ask someone something too personal or anything like that, especially for the sake of just getting gossip because that's not what we're doing this for. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are some people who probably are, but, you know, it, it depends on what kind of site you work for. I am 100% self-employed, so I have full control of what I ask. And I choose to go the more professional, fun route and not scare anybody. <laughs> yeah, I was exactly I'm like, I was like, this will be a good question to ask someone then think myself like, oh, I don't want to get too personal on this person. Like, like that's like I want to ask like sometimes I'll be like, I want I'm gonna ask this question. Then I'm like, I'm afraid this is too personal to ask. Like I don't want to be uncomfortable while I'm asking. And I mean there are certain celebrities who are willing to answer personal questions and that that works, but I don't think I could see myself ever asking a personal question. Yeah, I think I'm feel really bad about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it depends on the like a personal question. It really does feel it depends. Like I'm like I don't, I don't answer anyone's questions. I'm not the question, but then at the end of the day, I might feel uncomfortable, but I wouldn't care. I'm like, if mm. this person really wants to know about this subject, I'll answer. It's like yeah. even if I felt uncomfortable, I'll be like, oh yeah, it's it for you. The, get you know more about me and my life in general even yeah. though it does make me uncomfortable at some points i've never been asked a personal question so i haven't had to skate around anything so i, I i'm not self-trained in skating yet so <laughs> yeah me too me so too like there's some questions i got asked that were like kind of like hit me i'm like oh god like i can't <laughs> do that and like there's there were some points that i kind of felt that but then today I'm like oh well I kind of I should it's really answer because I never got the answer to this question and something to learn from and like yeah, at some point I'm like oh god this question <laughs> oh no but like, <laughs> like, it really depends on it the questions it just depends on like the questions you ask yeah yeah for sure yeah <laughs> yeah so uh, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast and jumping on takes me tired day to come on the podcast it means so much it was such a pleasure to speak with you you too and, um we'll definitely speak soon for sure thanks so much for coming on thank you kylie of course thank you so opportunity of course thank you so much we'll definitely speak soon for sure thank you, thank you. bye